Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch podcast. I'm Jamie, and with me, as always, is... Data. Dak. And Joe, he's back. It's me. Hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> welcome back, Joe. And this week, we are reading The Bands of Morning, chapters 17 and 18. We pick things up with our crew on the way to Dulcing, and they discover and test out what uh, both what the little cube does and the fact that Wayne can use Lady Kelasina's metal mind, which is pretty cool. Upon reaching the compound where the set is working, our team sneak in and discover what seems to be a large ship with some crazy technology the scientists don't know anything about. And we get Wax and Wayne split off from Marisai and Melan. The girls are going inside looking for the spike, and the guys are outside looking for Mr. Suit. And in the final moments of our chapters, Wax spots Telson. So we're I'm left hanging for what comes next. There's a lot that happened in here, so let's jump in, everyone. The Standard Edge is about to begin. Revolution holds us bound. Come on down to London Town. Break your back for class and crown. Come on down to London Town. Steam train running on a reckless rail. Speed and run into the rising gale. Shove So yeah, a couple chapters this time. The first one's a bit of a longin', but uh, some interesting stuff. What did you guys think of these two chapters? Yeah, they were they were good. I I liked all the sneaking around, the stealthy the stealthy stuff going on. That was that was a bit of fun. I didn't hate Wayne this week. I, he didn't really annoy me, which was which was uh, good. I did. I did love the bit between <laughs> Wax and Wayne when they were deciding what, what move they were going to pull. <laughs> and it very much reminded me of like Thor and Loki going, <laughs> we do get help. I don't want to do get help. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and I, I love that thing. I love that bit. I thought that was really good. I'm kind of sad that Steris got left behind, but yeah, it's probably not the situation where Steris needs to be. But at the same time, I'm also like, please, Dak, don't be right from last week with your... I really don't Scary, want to be, but... Guy. Prediction? No, that's right. Yes, he's your one. Uh, I missed out on Steris bad guy prediction, huh? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll recap that. that. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting, like, Wax not having to, or not being able to use his medals when he flies and pushes himself around everywhere. The metal mines that Wayne can use, I thought that was really cool that we got to see that actually working. <laughs> Anyway, I really like the chapters. They were they were really good. Like not a huge amount of action, sort of stuff happening. That's fine. I think we're, I mean, given that these books have taken place over a short amount of hours so far, we're probably at our final destination now. Even though we've still got quite a bit of book to go, but it should all happen pretty quickly from here. So looking forward to seeing what comes next. I do like that you're you're like I, I didn't hate Wayne this time, which Dak has said multiple times that he's like once you're like in. A situation Wayne's good to have around. It's uh, basically all the other times that you're like, ah, oh, dude, can you not? Yeah, and uh, I always love the scenes where we get to see Wayne actually using his abilities, and we've seen a lot of his like disguise ability coming into play. But it was it was quite cool to see his like his perspective as he's healing. I don't recall having that before, but we probably have. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I don't recall. Yeah, they, like these chapters were okay. I don't know. Like, I, f- I, I felt just a bit. Uh, all right, okay, sure. We're 
we're doing this. I don't know. Like for some reason, it didn't quite grab me as much as I expected it to. Even though this is like the Indiana Jones infiltrating the the highly guarded enemy facility sort of moment. I, look, I'm 100% biased, but Wayne annoyed me this episode as well, mainly just because of the whole like we should use this plan. Wayne rattles off other options, and uh, sorry, Wax rattles off other other options, and Wayne goes. No, no, we got to use this plan. I'm like, hmm, fine, okay. And then when they enact the plan, he starts bitching Wax out for it. And it's like, oh man, I can't believe Wax threw the gun to the wrong spot or something like that, or he's complaining while he's healing. It's like, this was your fucking idea, and you forced Wax to go through with it. Man, come on. So, yeah, it's like, obviously I'm biased, so readers, like, readers, listeners, take that for what you will. But, uh, yeah, Wayne, you're just always finding ways to get under my skin these days. It's just not funny anymore. I like Marisol. In defense of Wayne in that. Oh, sorry, Dak. In defense of no, Wayne, shoot, I shoot. thought that the gun was I thought the gun was thrown at him as the method of propulsion. Like it could have been anything. It could have been a coin or something like that. I just I I kind of read that as he didn't expect it to be a gun that was coming his way. Possibly. I could be wrong. Um, well yeah. And he's got he's got the thing with guns is the problem. So he's like, Oh geez, it was a gun. He didn't even warn me. Like, come on. I guess, yeah. He's 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 got his his personal hang up about not even wanting to like touch a gun and his hands start shaking or whatever. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. But yeah, as far as the rest goes, I like Marisai doing doing her thing. It was kind of fun when she activated the cube and, and the stagecoach nearly derailed. And I liked her and Milan like sort of um infiltrating the ship together. That was all pretty interesting. But uh yeah, it's like it's still a bit of a bit of build here. Not a whole lot going on. It was interesting when we got the other guy's perspective very briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious about that. So, like, we we got his perspective, but still didn't really get answers about many answers about who he is. So I'm like, okay, we'll have to go through with this. But uh, yeah, and enough to feed off for future chapters. Yeah, I mean, this one's there's there's the infiltration and everything, but it really does feel like a couple of uh, of setup sort of things like we learned some stuff in the first one and we're getting people in position in the second one and then you know something's probably going to happen things probably don't go well maybe they will yeah i guess we're just getting the infiltration but we're not getting the answers that the infiltration will bring not yet at least so maybe Mm, that's part of it yeah but that's all right it's got yeah you got to build well and i did like we got some definite in definitely interesting information out of uh, what's his name's perspective which is funny because we were just last time talking about like random person getting a perspective and here we go again yeah yeah it's like this isn't quite sandalance territory yet but we're still getting other people yeah uh i thought these chapters were okay i i had strangely because i don't normally have issues with pacing but i feel like the first chapter in the section that we read i just didn't like the pacing it's like we're stuck out in the middle of nowhere and it's long and boring so and then they finally hollows. get, Got it. Y- yeah, except, except, you know, there's no, there's not as much mystery going on as there is in Deathly Hallows, even when it's long and boring in the middle, because there's like, they're just driving and then they, they have the cool cube and then they figure out how that works. And then they figure out that the armband or the band works as well. And so that's kind of interesting. I agree. I feel like Wayne has been annoying me a lot less in this book in general. I haven't really had as many issues with him throughout this entire book but uh i i really did like this second portion of the chapter there's a lot of i feel like there's a lot of little knowledge nuggets sprinkled in here that i'm maybe i'm hoping that i'm maybe coming up with correct theories too but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there and um 
I'm excited to know what happens next. I do disagree with Jamie. I don't think this is going to be the last stop in the book. I think that they're definitely going to have to go somewhere else after this. At least, I would say at least one to two more places after this. So, um, okay. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know what's going to happen. It's going to be cool to see some kind of reunion with Wax and his sister, possibly. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the... Uh... It's funny, everyone's talking about Wayne and like whether he's annoying, he's more annoying, he's less annoying. There was people in the Discord the other day who were like, man, they're really, they're really hard on Wayne and it kind of bums me out. And uh, I was just like, it's, it's, it's interesting because in all the times that I read this, and I, I'd heard, you know, on like forums or wherever, people talking about how like Wayne's, you know, not really a great person and the, all the examples that people have, you know, sent in and we've talked about in emails and stuff, but I never really thought about it too much. He was always just like, oh, that's Wayne. You know, he's the wacky comic relief. He says crazy, does stuff, crazy stuff. I, 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 he was just, you know, funny guy over there, whatever. I didn't think about it too much. And then the more we talked about it and discussed it, the more I've had to actually give it some thought. And I'm just like, man, these, these people really have some good points about Wayne. It's kind of an asshole. So I think that uh, the podcast may be giving several people that same experience that I'm having, where it's like, okay, <laughs> I never actually thought about Wayne that much before, and now I feel bad. <laughs> wacky guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's funny that you say that because I felt like you were kind of leading us into those conversations about him being like us rethinking it and being him not being as great as maybe we think, and and so that's interesting to me that you're saying that we've affected you in that way because I feel like you've really kind of led that conversation, but. Well, yeah, and it probably did in some ways, but it was, you know, partly from the emails and stuff and partly just because it was like, hey, I know these opinions are out there, so let's bring them into the discussion. But, yeah, like, it wasn't until we're actually getting deep into talking about it that I'm just like, man, that's some good points, actually. Yeah, what what I think it really just comes down to, and I'll try not to belabor the point too much because I've talked at this ad fucking length, but I just really, the thing that's really setting me off about him all through this book is that he's being a bad friend. He can like he can be a he, an unscrupulous hero. You get that archetype in fiction all the time, and it's still kind and it's still kind of fun. But the fact that he is a bad friend is what's really pissing me off. Uh, I like that. That that reminds me of uh, of the D and D character that I played in Joe's campaign because he was totally not a great friend to. Like, uh, you know, I feel was, like I feel like he did he did what he needed to do though. Like he wasn't he wasn't so bad that people hated him. It was like like uh, who a poet died and he took poet's stuff, and then when poet made a new character and could use that same stuff, he's like, "I'll sell it to you." <laughs> like I know that you're the new guy joining our group and and you're you know you're part of the crew and all, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you this stuff. Like how much you give me? So yeah, was... I don't know you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's sorry. That's what that reminded me of because I was like, he was an unscrupulous hero. Good times, good times. Uh, okay, I guess uh, I love telling stories about D and D campaigns because nobody cares who uh, who wasn't playing. But it's we have fun. absolutely no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but yeah, you guys don't even have context. You weren't there, nope. but yeah, it's just me and Data that have context for that. Uh, but it's it, we're fifty percent of the podcast, so I'm allowed. <laughs> uh, anyway, so getting into these chapters, we start out with a, a Marisai perspective in the stagecoach, and. She's loving it. She's like, I'm on one of those adventures that I always like read about and out in the roughs and stuff with horses and in a in a stagecoach and bumping down the road or whatever. People chasing us. 
wax waxillium dawn shots like sitting right across from me with the hat over his eyes while he naps and then she's like but like steris is with him which how bizarre is that that she's on the adventure oh should we explain the the thing from last week's joke the steris thing Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That was your yeah. theory. You, you, Fill me in um, here, and I'll uh, and I'll tell you guys after that. I'll tell you guys my theories that you missed because you didn't hear the recording I did yet. Yeah, sure. So the, uh, I'll 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 preface this as a this is very much a I don't want this to be true, but I can't rule it out. Like there's there's notes in the previous chapters that Mister Suit knows way more about wax than he should, considering they've only seen each other face to face like twice in twenty years. And so that made me think, okay, maybe he's got someone on the inside close to Wax who is, like, there for every step of the way. And I don't think it's going to be another secret Kandra thing because that has been done a couple of times now. So the And then the only person in the crew, aside from Milan, whose head we don't see into is Steris. So could she be an informant informing Mr. Suit on Wax? I don't want that to be true, but it's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might lean into your. I might actually lean into it being Melon. That would be even more interesting to me. It's oh, like I know, bad I know we I know we've seen it before, but it'd be. I feel like it's more interesting if like Melon and what's his name, both like didn't were trying to distract Wax or or lead him into the lion's den or whatever. Mm. So and you know they keep saying yeah well Harmony you know he's busy. Uh, he's distracted when really it's like, yeah, that's not how that works. So I'd be interested to know if it if it uh, if it was actually Milan. But I like your theory too. It makes it makes sense. Holds yeah. holds holds water. I, I, I like this opinion that it's like that's not how harmony works. I know. Shut up, Condra. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it. You know, as we know him, is like how how could he? Get, I mean, yes, did uh, what was his name? Preservation get distracted? Sure, but he was kind of messed up. Yeah, he, he was, was at death's door. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, I feel like that's a little different. Um, So um, I think my biggest theory that I spouted off from last week had to do with there's that little bit of the book uh, of a book that Wayne is reading. And I said, man, what if that's like a larger story from the Cosmere? And like somehow he came across this book randomly there and it's actually like a story that's real that actually happened. That would be really cool. I think that was yeah. the biggest thing I threw out from last week. Prisoner stealing a rocket ship or whatever. Yeah. That yeah. Was, and an interesting okay. treasure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yep. So it it was funny because I uh, or, originally, and Dak and Jay may, may remember, when we recorded the last episode, at the very beginning, I was like, okay, and here's where I'll put Joe's bit if he sends something. And then when I actually did, I got down to the editing, I was like, Joe kind of summarizes everything, which I don't know if I want to do his kind of more succinct summary and then go into my longer summary through the episode that seems like a weird way to do it so i'm gonna move that no, to the we've end. killed the format yeah i was like i'm gonna put joe's stuff at the end so now i have to cut out this bit that's like joe's part is gonna go here and i gotta put that at the end too so it's not at the very end it's like before predicaments and stuff but i was like i think it works better over here yeah whatever so. you gotta do bro random look behind the scenes everyone <laughs> i don't think i had anything too significant yeah, I don't feel like there's I'm anything really crazy, like like Dax's crazy no, Steris thing. So. No, Steris, yeah, secret bad guy Steris was the one that really stuck with me from last week. But <laughs> like, no, that's the heartbreaking one. Um, yep. Yeah, I think I'm with Joe. I would prefer it to be Melan if it was going to be anyone. The secret bad guy here. I don't. I really don't want it to be Steris. I like yeah. it too much. I like Melan. <laughs> that that would be sad. I do like her, and we have done secret Kandra. We could do secret bad guy best yeah. friend. Maybe it's Wayne. 
It's Wayne's. That sure. would be unexpected. That would be unexpected. Oh no! All the way from the beginning. You know what? It could be Wayne, but not for the reasons you think. It's like actually he just goes to the bar and gets drunk, and like Mr. Suit is always there in a better disguise than Wayne's, <laughs> and just listening to his. <laughs> so what Wayne he's saying is Mr. Suit. Dun, dun. Oh my That'd god! Be impressive. Have we ever seen them in the same place at the same time? No, we have not. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the radio huh. in the grave, embarrassed. Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would have had to happen at roughly the same time. Uh, but he does mutter a lot of stuff. You know what? There's there's maybe some <laughs> He does mutter a lot of stuff. You know, and 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 practicing uh, his voices and and all that stuff. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's well. Maybe he's got some earphones that didn't drop into the tea. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're fine. You never know. Maybe he's been talking to Suit this whole time. I like I like the idea that like Wax went out into the roughs and met this sixteen year old kid who was secretly his uncle. <laughs> that would be uh, some he's, fry stuff going on. Yep. He's really good at disguises. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe so his uncle good. died at some point and Wayne secretly took on his identity and became like was the, the secret uncle... head of this network. Well, his uncle did supposedly die, so that could have yeah. been the moment. Oh, yeah. Wayne killed him. His uncle's a Kandra now. Yeah, but his sister definitely isn't dead, so. In order to get closer to Wax, I must become his family. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And he, he, he didn't intend to be evil, but then they found out the uncle was evil, so he just had to play the part. <laughs> He's just method acting. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I love this story. This is the weirdest alternate. <laughs> It's just imagining the Scooby-Doo thing. It's like, they've got Mr. Suit tied up. It's like, let's see, who's under that mask? And they pull it off, and it's Wayne. <laughs> it was Scooby-Doo all along? Wayne, I what? Right here. <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> like the end of uh, an episode of Scooby-Doo and finding out Shaggy was the bad guy all, exactly. all along. Exactly, yeah. How unexpected. Um, it okay. was Agatha all along. Back to the stagecoach. Um... <laughs> I Marisai's perspective on Steris is interesting because we don't see their relationship honestly that much in the books that we've had. And so she's like, I'm not really envious of Steris, and you can't hate Steris. You can be bored by her, confused by her, frustrated with her, but you can't hate her. And so it's just these sisters are like the weirdest, I guess half sisters that didn't even know Steris didn't even know about her until she was a teenager. So I'm sure that uh, has an effect, but there's just an interesting relationship to me. And then Wax is like, you should sleep. And Marisai is like, oh, I'll sleep when we stop. And he's like, what do you mean stop? She's like, well, really? We're just going to. He's like, oh, we're, we're just a couple hours out at this point. And then we get a little more of Wax telling his history of why he went out to the roughs beyond, you know, everything that we'd already heard about how he hated his uncle. He hated his uncle. I think that sounded like I said he ate his uncle. He hated his uncle and uh, his family and wanted to get away from all that. But really, he was going out looking for treasure or legendary whatever. And she Marissa is like, wait, wait, you were a gentleman adventurer? <laughs> He's looking for doubloons. Like he's like, don't make me sound like that fool in the broadsheets. Burn, Jack. And so I mean, he we we we've all thought it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um and so yeah, he went out he, he says he had several jobs out in the roughs to try to get by and it was uh a, a while before he kind of fell into the whole bounty hunting thing. And I like the part where uh Wayne and Malon are up there driving and talking, and she's like, as long as they're not making out while trying to drive again. So we missed that adventure. Yeah. More setup. 
And so uh, they're, they're talking about, do you actually believe the bands of mourning are a thing? Like, are they real? And Wax is like, I mean, my uncle hasn't. It, they're talking about an army that he's supposed to deliver. He hasn't had time to breed an army of Alamancers like we were thinking. So there must be something else. And so he pulls out the coin, compares the symbols on the coin to symbols on the cube. And uh, then he's he, he's justifying his decision to not go back and stop a war by being like, look, if the Bands of Mourning are really out there, then getting them and getting them away from suit is probably at least as important as going and telling the governor about what happened. And she's writing a letter that she wants to send to Aridel. She's hoping they'll find a telegraph station she can send it from. And then she starts looking at the cube and she finds a little switch, like hidden, nestled deep in there, which she uses her hairpin to flitch. Flitch. To flip. <laughs> to flitch. <laughs> I was looking at the word switch, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to flitch it. Flitch it? What does that mean? Uh, it sounds like something like would say. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> hey, Wax, uh, you want to flitch that for me, mate? You mean flip? <laughs> yeah, that's see, what I said, flitch. See, now I feel like that sounds like filch. Like you're going to steal that. Wayne's like, hey, Wax, will you steal that for me? I mean, that for the, me? Wayne, Wayne's all about that. <laughs> But I like this recurring idea that uh, comes up two or three times in this chapter where it's like, what, like weird, magical, mystical relics have switches? That's not how those work. You you have to hold them up to starlight and speak a special command phrase and dance on the last day of the month while eating a kumquat. All right. Well, this doesn't make any sense because that's a that's like a Lord of the Rings typey thing. That's never happened in this this <laughs> mythos. They have fictional books like Wayne was reading about, you know, a bunny that talks. So they clearly have some fantastical uh, sure, literature. Sure. Yeah, it's like, the you know, the books in Skyrim that a lot of people don't actually take the time to read. But there's a whole lot of shit in there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, true. Can you also imagine being like a part of the team that worked on Skyrim that just wrote those books? And then you're like, yeah, most people don't even read them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but some people, they get the full experience. Well, I mean, they've released the game, like, how many times over the years? It's actually a covert effort to just, like, read the books in the game. <laughs> I feel like that's what we're, we're talking about, before, uh, audience. Before the show started, we were talking about how Brandon uh, worked on this video game from the, the makers of uh, Subnautica. And I was just like, I don't know how a story is going to fit into this. I feel like it's going to be something like that. There's going to be textbooks or audio logs or something in there that you'll pick up, and that's where all of this, like background world building is going to come into play that's my guess so maybe it'll be the same sort of deal and so she she flips the switch she filches it flitches it whatever and um burns a little bit of cadmium cube starts to vibrate and the entire coach lurches because she created a speed bubble in the middle of the coach that took up like half of the coach so it was moving at a different speed from the rest or or the coach moving at a different speed from the horses yeah it's a bad idea that was definitely a noob move there, uh, old, old Marisai. <laughs> and she totally owns it. She's just like, man, I haven't done something that dumb in forever. <laughs> Wayne's like, the jolt damn near killed the horses. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And this is where a discussion comes in about speed bubbles. And it's like, basically, she created this bubble. Then they hit the edge of the bubble. And the whole thing lurched strangely. And Saris goes, but she used one on the train. And Wax explains, like, if the thing that you're moving on is big enough then the speed bubble moves with you, basically. The stagecoach is apparently underneath that threshold. <laughs> Which, again, it's like weird magic. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. 
it's like uh, it makes and I know we've mentioned this before. It just makes me think about the Dresden Files. It's like the magic will work with the way you think it's going to work. Yeah. And so uh, she she starts talking about the cube, how it buzzed, and she flipped a switch. And this is where Steris comes in, and she's like, "What kind of eldritch device has an on switch?" And I like wax is just like, "Well, I mean, it makes sense. You don't want your eldritch devices turning on accidentally." <laughs> just just picturing like every arcane elder god sort of things like Cthulhu is just like hmm hmm now is this apocalypse meet our H&S standards <laughs> gotta, gotta make sure it's safe is it safe <laughs> Galactus is searching his planet eating device just going shit where did I put that abort button <laughs> data just said a joke that was only for me uh, and so um, I like that Wayne is immediately like so we're gonna test this right and Wax is like yeah duh I mean away from the stagecoach though which yeah that's smart so Wax tries it first. He holds the cube. He uses some alamancy. It makes the cube vibrate, but nothing else happens. So then he's like, wait, maybe it doesn't work on you if you activate it. So he says he throws it at Wayne after using some alamancy near it, and uh, it starts pushing away all the metal on Wayne. And so this is where they're figuring out. It's like, so the cube doesn't steal alamancy. The cube isn't like a leecher, basically. Like, we, I guess that was his theory because it made him lose all his medals when he saw it used before. It's yeah, just, that was it, our theory, too. I feel like y'all's first theory was the actual truth, that it takes whatever metal and, like, do, like extends that somehow. Like, I feel like that's the first thing that you guys said when we saw it work. Because somebody was like, oh, that guy must be a leecher then, because we just talked about what? leechers. No, my first theory was that the cube was a complete um, misdirect, and because like uh, Wax patted the guard on the train, I thought that guy was a oh, leech in disguise. That's right. That I was the theory. The cube, the cube didn't even factor into the bloody thing. Yeah. And so then Wayne tries it, and it totally works. Also, like he can throw it at somebody and create a speed bubble. And Wayne's like, "So is this like that magic, you know, bands of warning magical stuff we've been looking for?" And Wayne's Wax is like, "Not, not exactly, but it's encouraging." And that's, they're like, so the guy on the train must have been a leecher, and that's how he leached your metal away from far away with the cube. And so he gives it to Marisai, and she's like, why are you handing it to me? And he says, well, it's yours. You found it. You figured out how to turn it on. Besides, I feel like it'll be most effective in your hands. Which, yeah. She's like, oh, right. So I can make one of those bubbles where you're slow and everybody else is fast and throw that at somebody and slow the enemy down, which is, yes, that would be extremely useful. And that's when Wax is like, oh, hey, right, I have this other thing. And he pulls the golden bracelet from Kelasina out of his pocket and throws it to Wayne. And Wayne's like, hey, this is a really nice hoop of gold. Who'd you trade this off of? I could use this. Make a nice metal mine. And Wax is like, I think it already is one. And Wayne's like, holy crap, I can feel it. And he can use it despite the fact that it's somebody else made it. So Wax discerns that it's like Vendel said, this is a metal mine with no identity. So that uh, not anybody can use it because Wax couldn't use it. But anybody with the power to use gold can use this gold metal mind because it has no identity attached to it. Not only that, but it seems to be really full of health. Wayne, Wayne says it's a heap, but not endless. So yeah, he's got uh, a bunch of free health, which wouldn't that be nice given how hard we've established that it is for him to save that up. Yeah. Super valuable. Quite a find actually. It's quite lucky that he's the one that could use that. Right. It wouldn't have been nearly as useful if she'd had, like, you know, Wax's metal mine full of weight or whatever. It's like, okay, I got a bunch more weight. I mean, I, I guess I'll use it at some point. And so now, given what they're discovering with this cube and this metal mine, Wax starting to think, maybe the Bands of Morning really are real. And that's when Malon and Wax spot uh, something going on down the road. Where Malon comes back and tells Wax, come, come check this out, basically. 
And so there's a couple of fallen trees laying across the road and some guys just kind of lounging around nearby. And he says it's a roadblock that doesn't want to look like a roadblock. And there's a lot of farmhouses, but only smoke coming from one of them. So they probably got soldiers stationed there. And nobody's probably in any of the other ones because at this time of day, every farmstead should have dinner in the oven, basically. So Wax decides that this can't be just for them. They must have set up a perimeter all around the area to keep people away. And they're trying to kind of keep it on the down low. And then one of my favorite, I I think the Wax and Wayne deciding which plan to use, maybe my favorite conversation of the section, but him asking Malon, how are you at bareback? And she's like, well, I haven't thrown any riders recently, but I don't get to be a horse that often. So I don't know how I feel today. Love that. bit. That was great. I like that a lot too. And then she's like, oh, you mean riding? No, it's fine. I don't think I'm the one you have to worry about. And she's like kind of glancing at Steris, but apparently Steris does a decent job. So she's surprising everybody this trip. So they pass some, they they have to go off road basically is why we're talking about riding bareback because uh, they got to get, go around the roadblocks and such. And they pass some farmstead and hunters camps and they're all empty. So apparently this whole area has been cleared out, which is a little disconcerting. It's kind of some horror movie shit going on. And then they get they get near the village, look down, and there's these big electric floodlights lighting up the whole area. A structure in what had once been the center of the village. It's basically a big, mostly built, but not quite done yet, uh, like warehouse that they've kind of thrown up. Mm. Prefab. <laughs> and who is it? Somebody says, what is that, like some kind of bunker? And Malon's like, I mean, it doesn't look like a fort, any fort I've seen, those flimsy walls. And Wax is wondering how they're getting so much power, and he spots a waterfall, and he's like, oh, so they got some hydro power going on. Okay, that makes sense. And there's tons of soldiers down there, so basically they've got a whole, like, their own little armed village going on down here of, of soldiers working, presumably for the set. And Stara suggests they fly in, and Wayne's like, nah, they had a seeker at the party, they're bound to have a seeker here too. So they find a better vantage point so they can discuss the plan. And uh, so Wax has to, he's like, oh, I'm going to have to tell Stara she has to say, she's not going to like this. And so he's like, I think, I really think you should stay back with the horses. And she's like, okay, no, no, really. I mean, th- those are armed soldiers, it'll be super dangerous. He's like, yeah, fine. No, you don't understand. Wait, what? See, th- again, this is one of my favorite conversations from from yeah. this chapter because it's just like <laughs> this is someone who has like seen horror movies or like read or read the books and just gone, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> She's genre savvy. She's just yeah. like, yeah, you know, I know yeah. I get it. This, that would be a bad place for me to go. No, it's fine. I'll stay. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. It's good. Wait, you're, you're sure you're OK with this? Yes, I'm fine. And Wax is just like, oh, my gosh, Jared, you're, you're amazing. He's like, did you really think? Uh, so apparently in the roughs, he saw a lot of people who are always like, no, I can do that and trying to run into some dangerous situations. And I, I like she says, I'll try not to get captured. And he's like, I don't think you have to worry about that. I hear she, Well, I agree, but it's the sort of statistical anomaly that plagues my life. So I'll plan for it nonetheless, which is a great line. Steris is full of zingas. Yep. And uh, Malon's suggestion is that they kill one of the guards and let her eat them. And nobody likes that idea. And she's you all need to stop staring at me like that when I offer pragmatic suggestions. Yeah, I mean, eating people's no big deal. Maris, I called that cannibalistic, and she goes, uh, no, technically we're different species. Like, you have a lot more in common with a cow than I have in common with you, and you eat those all the time. <laughs> and w- Wayne's perspective is, well, we don't like to kill folks until they start shooting at us. Until then, they're just chaps doing their job. And here comes the discussion about what we should try. 
Wax says fat belt, and he goes, Wayne says, nope, spoiled tomato. I really just, like, I get spoiled tomato now that we've read this, but I really want to know what all these other ones are. Yep. Fat belt, (laughs) duck under clouds, bane fielder, tube run. Tube run is the one that I'm like, what is a tube run? That's But but it it leaves those hints that just raise more questions. Like, we could do tube run. Nah, we don't have any glue. Yep, no glue. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's your issue? Yeah, I'm try- I, I try to come up with ideas for them. I'm like, I assume Duck Under Clouds has something to do with, like, Wayne or Wax, rather, flying kind of high and maybe dropping Wayne or something. But Yeah. Because Wayne's they, like, didn't you get shot last time we tried that? It, it can't be, though. They've already dismissed the idea of him flying. That's true. I don't, I don't know how else Wax would be involved that he would have gotten shot the last time they tried it. But, yeah, that's a good point. Huh. Uh, Melon's confused. Marisol's like, just just don't pay any attention. They, they do. They get like this sometimes. <laughs> and then Wayne suggests Black Watch Double Stomp, and Wax goes, "What is that?" And he's like, "I just made it up, but it's a good code name, right?" <laughs> it's not. What is that? It is a straight up. Like, the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, Wayne does convince him that spoiled tomato is the only thing that's going to work in this situation. And look, without knowing yeah. what all the other things are, I feel like it's effective. Yeah, it works, like, right? It's sure. a bit shit, but it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Wax's what concern was, uh, was that he had, he would have to aim it just right, and he wasn't sure that he would get him aimed correctly. And Wayne's just like, "No, nah, I trust you. You'll 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 get it." Yeah, <laughs> you got it, buddy. No pressure, but you got this. <laughs> so he pushes him into the air, and Marisol's like, "So why is it spoiled tomato?" And Wax goes, "Apparently, he makes a mess sometimes when he lands." <laughs> My organs. As soon as get I said it, I was like. Oh, I know exactly what he's going to do, and that's not okay. <laughs> it turned out okay. I mean, look, if you've got a fresh metal mind of healing ability, yeah. as long as you don't die, you should be fine. Exactly. And this is where it we cut It does sound from... very Sorry. uncomfortable, though. It just, it just sounds <laughs> uncomfortable to have all yeah. your bones and stuff broken. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Too much blood on the wrong side. The outside. Well, <laughs> I-, I like that his thing is like, Oh man, it's great when the spine breaks and then you don't have to feel all that pain. <laughs> I mean, I sh- I'm sure he's got a point, but <laughs> that's you don't expect people to be like, "Oh, it's so great when my spine gets broken." <laughs> oh, thank God I broke my back. It's like but ultimate yeah. chiropractor, <laughs> but not good. It's like a bad one. <laughs> yeah, but this is where Wayne gets all grumpy about being waxed, tossing a gun to a fellow without even warning him. That's just. Uh, but w- yeah, like like we talked about before, Wayne has his issues with guns, so he's like, which I had not considered when I was just like, uh, of course you're complaining. So that's that one's on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I it hasn't come up all that much because he does. He just stays away from guns generally, so you don't. We don't yeah. get reminded of it that often. He does, uh, you know. Every once in a while, he'll say, "Ugh, guns," but like other than that, yeah, it doesn't get mentioned a lot. Yeah. And so, yes, he, he he breaks lots of bones. We won't go into it, but he starts healing right away. So it's all good because he's got all this this delicious, delicious health to slurp up. I'm pretty sure that's his phrasing at some point. Not the delicious <laughs> part, but the slurping. Yeah, slurping it up like a thirsty dog. And so some of the guards heard him smack into the ground, or one of them did. And he's like, hey, it was over here. What was it? And the other guy's like, ah, quit quit messing around. And so Wayne Wayne has his plan. And first, first he has to get into the mindset of a guard. Once he picks one out, he's like, uh, so he has to start thinking like the guard, like, oh, guarding this big old barn. This isn't what I signed up for. Haven't seen my daughter in eight months. Like, okay, dude. And so he has, he has the plan. He 
finds the power cord for the big lights. And just as the guy is about to walk past it, he like pulls it taut. So the guy trips on it and Wayne pulls the plug out and throws it off to the side. So the guy thinks that he unplugged it accidentally. And so everyone's <laughs> rushing over and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But the, the, the distraction of the guards and the light going off gives Wax and Malon a chance and Marisai a chance to sneak in without being noticed through the perimeter. And so they, they, they get into where they can see into the the warehouse and there's a whole thing where he elbows Marisai and is annoyed that she looks annoyed about it. And they see a big boat and he's like, I, I, I love Wayne's thought process. Like boat doesn't do it justice. It's so massive. Like, how do you, how do you capture the majesty and the scale? And then he goes, that's a damn big boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Why would they be building a ship here? Miles and miles from the ocean. And they, they determined that it looks like the ship was like being transported and then fell off and broke. And so they're trying to fix it or something. Yeah. It's actually just like a replica of the Titanic and um, somewhere <laughs> they'll find a map that Zap Brannigan scribbled on. <laughs> yep. The land Titanic. They're called land sea lions. I tame them. I tame them. <laughs> That's a root with some chest hair. Wayne calls Marisai out. You brought your purse on a Darren infiltration? And she's like, uh, yeah, they're handy. And so, yeah, here's where they split up. He he lets Ma- uh, Marisai pick w- who she wants this time, Wax or Malon, and she takes Malon. So they're going to go off looking for the spike while Wax and Wayne look for his uncle slash sister. I mean, they're looking for his uncle. He's like, suit will have the answers. Let's find him. If all goes well, which it won't, Wayne says, we'll meet back where we left Starris and the horses. Wayne gets a kiss from Melon. Try not to get shot too many times. You neither. House, what a sweet moment. Hang on. Do, do not skip the bit where, like, she pops the gun out of her leg. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> I just love the tone in which it was written, that it was it was like a Marisai's horror. Like, oh, like it actually came out of her leg. Like, her leg was the holster. Guys, guys, the leg was the holster. <laughs> <laughs> just, I really, I felt that come across. Uh, yep. I, I honestly hadn't kind of had that I, I did not feel that come across until you said it and then i was like oh yeah no she's totally right uh, and that's the end of that chapter is uh don't get shot too many times so we got marisai she's still sporting a rifle she's always been more comfortable with the rifles and so they're sneaking by and she says that she's worried that you know they're kind of in the shadows but she's worried that there's some soldiers and scientists like playing cards and she doesn't want to or maybe she just says soldiers whatever and she's like i don't want them to notice us but uh, they don't so it's all good and so Melon's just like, so what are we what are we gonna do to find the spike? And she's like, well, I guess it's in probably in a safe of some sort. And Melon's like, yeah, or it could be in a desk drawer or just uh, in a box somewhere. They might just have thrown it away. And she's like, well, I guess if that's the case, then we'll wait till Waxilium gets suit and we'll interrogate him. And then finally, Marisai sees some people going by, a, a scientist led by the limping man or a man with a limp. It takes her a second to be like, wait, it's it's him, the guy from the train. She said, one guy, that scary guy. I've got an idea. How crazy is it? Less so than tossing Wayne off a cliff. And Malon's like, that's not a high bar, but okay. Which, yeah, truer words. Like, that's... (laughs) Meanwhile, Wax and Wayne are moving along, also trying to, you know, sneak. And uh, Wayne... I like... There's a canteen. A leather canteen. He takes a swig and offers it to Wax, and Wax goes, apple juice, after taking some. And Wayne says, yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> and Wayne, Wayne's explanation is, got to keep a stomach guessing, mate, or it'll grow complacent and all. 
you know, right? So there's uh, there's like construction scaffolding and catwalks and stuff in the building because it's still under construction. So Wax wants to get up high where they can see everything and try to find his uncle that way. But they can't use steel pushes, so they're going to have to climb up like a regular person. And so by the time he, he's not used to climbing, so his his arms start an ache by the time they're climbing up uh, pretty high. And Wayne tells him he's getting old. And Wax says, I'm trying to pace myself. What if we have to fight when we get up there? And you can throw your wooden teeth at him. Do some cane waggling as well. Uh, I, on the one hand, I, I, I do. I feel like they're, they're back and forth. This kind of stuff is always fun. And it, it's one of those moments where, you, you know, Wayne, Wayne is just being fun. He's like just messing with you and you know it. And it's, you know, a friend thing. But at the same time, I'm like, you guys are sneaking, right? Do you really should you be doing all this talking? Well, and we see soon that it uh, doesn't work out for them all the talking. <laughs> Wax is like, I should deck you right in your grin, but you just heal. <laughs> so yes, he's making fun of Wax, calling him old and such. And then uh, his leg slips. And though he caught himself and yanked the foot out for the first time in ages, he felt a little of what others must feel from being up so high. So yeah, he didn't have any metals in, in him at the moment. So if he falls, he can't even like, you know, push it in, in, as an emergency thing. He's just like, that wasn't my fault. And Wayne's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Most folks put on a little weight as they hit their twilight years. It's natural. And then Wax says the truest statement ever. It's like, if I shot you, nobody would blame me. They'd just say, wow, you lasted that long. I'd have shot him years ago. Yeah. I mean, apparently, uh, you know, uh, Renette has shot him. So. (laughs) Oh, Wayne. But yeah, as they're talking, somebody's like, who are you? And there's an engineer like looking down at them from (laughs) higher up. And Wax's like, oh, crap. When, so I they first, have to... when I first read this, I thought one of them said it like, who are you? And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so yes, they have to take him down without him making too much noise, basically. Wayne goes up after and does some more making fun of him about getting old. It's like, of course, you just tossed the bloke up here. You've forgotten already? Memory loss. He must really be getting old. And then we get Irich's perspective, where apparently... uh. He's dying, and he goes, everyone's dying, technically, but uh, I can feel it happening, and it's unpleasant. So he seems to have uh, some sort of illness that is uh, debilitating. He's got the limp, as he says his left hand barely works anymore. This is just fucked. Yeah. What is is happening to the guy? I'm sure, I'll bet you anything, there's like a specific disease that this is based on. I could think of a couple of similar symptoms, but who knows? Yeah. He's uh he's got leeching sickness. <laughs> and so the shortness of breath has had begun. The physician said that one day he simply wouldn't have the strength to breathe, which oh jeez. Fuck that. Yeah, seriously. And so he is leading several other scientists that they have apparently recently recruited through this ship and noting all of these strange things about it. He's like, "Yeah, there's like a weird pattern up here. Why would someone paint that there?" And there's lots of unusual Interesting stuff, but we don't have time for that right now. For one thing, Erich is specifically looking for, it says he desired only one thing, a miracle, which, yeah, okay, I get it. You're dying. You want some sort of miracle. But Suit and Sequence wanted their weapons, and they could have them. Uh, we haven't seen Mr. Sequence yet, have we? No. I, I, I think mentioned. that may be the first time yeah. that we've seen that. Or Miss Sequence deck. True. True. Oh, yeah, it's true. And uh, so they're like, hey, let me look at this woodwork. What kind of wood is this? There's all sorts of mysteries about this this place. But he's like, we, we need to concentrate on the primary problem. And so apparently he 
Erich is an array, which is a rank of some influence within the set. So I guess maybe, I don't know, is, is suit an, like a name or is that also a rank? So maybe, the, I don't know. It sounds like to me that suit is like an official title. So Yeah, it does seem very title-y. Yeah, and plus if this guy's rank is array, sequence is a similar enough word to that. So mm, It's true. I guess depending on how you think about suit, if you're thinking like a suit of cards or something, then that's also kind of similar. In... Yeah, that's what I started thinking, yeah. honestly. When they said sequence especially, I was like, could they mean straight, like poker? Is it like, and then suit is suit, like in poker? Mm. So I was trying to put those together, but then array kind of makes more sense that it might just all be similar like, names like that. Something to do with like order or... Yeah, and I guess the organization is called the set, so even that is like, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so he's like, yeah, the ship is filled with enigmas, a, a room filled with black hoods like those worn by an executioner, musical instruments that don't seem to make any sounds, plumbing and facilities. We found like bathrooms basically for men and women, but also a third bathroom. And so he's like, is, I mean, is there like a class separation or is there a third gender? We don't know. But the big one is how is this thing powered <laughs> or how this thing moves rather? Sorry. And somebody's like, you don't know? And he's like, I, it defies all scientific knowledge available to us. Some stuff was must have been damaged in the crash, but most of it is intact. We have not been able to ascertain the method of propulsion. What if the navigators and the crew did none survive? And he says, they've been uncooperative, and then he thinks, and somewhat fragile, which, geez, that's kind of hardcore. And there is an insurmountable language barrier. This is bringing up all sorts of, like, what what is going on here? And so he's like, he's like, think about if we had a fleet of these ships, we'd dominate the basin. And somebody's like, I don't know that anyone should have that much power. And he's like, oh, right, right. These aren't politicians. We need a different approach. He's like, yeah, think of how much we could learn. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, we could learn stuff. We're scientists. <laughs> we will learn by dominating. <laughs> the world will know our peaceful ways by force. And then somebody calls him. He's like, oh, crap, I got to walk back now. Like, I'm not I don't walk fast anymore and I'm limping. This is I don't I don't want to walk. And then he spots a cube like the one that he lost. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Uh, he's, he's already coming up with a plan about how he'll tell suit that one of his spies recovered it. And maybe I'll be allowed to go onto the second site and join the expedition. Something's finally going right. And so apparently Marisai put that out there. So that uh, he would grab it and then they can follow him to where he takes a valuable thing. And so they see what room he goes into and they're like, okay, let's wait and see if he comes back out. Meanwhile, Wax and Wayne have gotten up to the top and they're looking around like, let's see if we can find uh, what we're looking for here. And at the same time, we're, we're looking at the ship and like, where were where are the masts? Like he'd assume they'd, they'd torn down. But from above, you couldn't see any broken stumps. So how did this thing move? Steam? Gasoline? And they haven't found his uncle, even though they kind of circled the catwalk all around the building at this point. So, like, okay, maybe he's in one of those rooms. We can go look. And they spot they spot Erich limping away, and uh, they're like, okay, so something's going on there. Uh, I like Wax goes, what did those women do in there? And Wayne goes, maybe they. And he goes, I don't want to hear your guess. Like, really, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was just me, but I feel like this. I think because it's the different perspectives this is told from, like, I've been listening to you go through it, and I just read it, but, like, this is kind of hard to follow what, what's going on. Yeah, 
Well, even as we got into this chapter or this section of the chapter, I was like, whose perspective are we in, really? Yeah. And it's not just the perspective changing, but just like, you know, it's like, oh, we see Erich from this angle. We're seeing Erich from this angle, but we mm-hmm. don't know his name yet. Like, it's just kind of it's kind of hard to follow. But I, I like Wax says something. Wayne says, you have an idea. And he goes more of an impression. Suit doesn't like talking to minions. Everyone we've interviewed says the same thing. He chooses like an underling and gives them power and lets them handle things. So the man with the limp is probably in that position here. So he probably reports directly to Suit. So if we follow him, maybe we find Suit. Or maybe you find another radio box. Yeah, exactly. That's also a possibility. And Wayne's like, unless he reports every afternoon at tea, which would have us waiting a long time. And Wax is like, doesn't say anything because he's like, you don't have a better idea. Shut up. And so they watch him. They watch uh, Erich limp across the way. Go into a door and Wax gets a glimpse inside and sees his sister. He just gets a quick glimpse of her sitting at a table being loomed over by the coin shot brute that Wax had fought on the train. Which I was shocked that guy was alive. Yeah, me too. I was like, yeah, that guy's guy's pretty hardy. Yeah. And he's like going to down some metal and go right away. And Wayne's like, dude, calm down. This is not I'm all for charging in recklessly and whatnot. But maybe we should talk this out. And Wax is like, but she's the reason that I came. She'll know about her uncle and what's going on. And I like Wayne's like, okay, does it not strike you as worryish that I'm having to be the voice of reason here? And Wax goes, it probably should. And so Wayne comes up with an idea. He's like, we've got a very nice engineer's outfit over there on that unconscious fellow. And ever since that party half a year back, I've been working on my smart person talk. And that's the end of the chapter. Uh I mean, that seems like a very Wayne plan. You know, he's going to disguise himself and sure. Yeah, we know he's good at that. So, yep. Right. It's good. It's a good plan. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like none of the people here would have met him at any point. He certainly never met Telson, so she can't blow his cover. Yeah. Yeah, And nobody on the train saw him because he was uh, having sex at the time. So, (laughs) yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, okay. That's that's our two chapters. What are you guys? Where are we going? What's going to happen? Is everything's going to go perfectly to plan, and everyone will live happily ever after? What are we predicting? So the definitely all the implications that I got here is this ship is not of Skadrial origin. Like just the fact that you know, Irich, Irich, whatever, have you pronounce his name? Yeah, I have no he, idea how to pronounce. Yeah, he's in charge of the project. And he's very much a, yeah. We don't know jack crap about this. There's all this about the navigators with a language barrier and everything. So that makes me think, okay, is the trail influence coming out of this ship because it crashed somewhere on the planet? Like they were transporting the shard or something, or the shard was like, yeah, let's just send you over here just to really make it look like an accident. So uh, Harmony doesn't know I'm acting directly, but... Mm. Or something, but I feel like... So th- this, is, this is probably where it's all started and where the influence is coming from. But I don't really know much more about that i don't think suit is here i think he's like um irich mentioned a second site i I reckon all right suit's probably there he's not he's not here and i'm going back to telson like she's just in there looking like with the the other the other important people of this gang because she is masterminding half this shit she's the real person in charge here and i think wayne will probably hit like he'll he'll wander in and he'll probably get that impression, and he'll try and warn Wax, and Wax will just not hear of it, and then yeah. that's going to lead to lead to bullshit. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see how all that goes. But I, I don't have anything too deep because I can't figure out the details on this yet. But that's where I think we're going. Interesting. See, I mean, the ship thing 
that makes sense. Maybe it's coming from somewhere else. Although apparently it's made at least largely of wood. So I'm not sure that you could actually have a spaceship like that. But I mean, it could be, you know, in some other way transported from a different planet, not being, you know, an actual starship or whatever. Yeah, true. Could they have um, shoved it through a perpendicularity, maybe? Right, yeah. I don't, I don't think we have any idea how big or small a thing has to be to go into a perpendicularity. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, at least this one isn't like a, a corpse boat, like friggin' <laughs> the <laughs> right. sexy drifter had. Predigment. Okay, so, yeah, I was in the similar vein that the ship is some kind of alien technology. With the wood, I thought the wood was interesting because they raised the question of, do you know what kind of wood this is? Mm. So, like... We never got an answer to that question. Like, you've got time for that later. So, yeah, I kind of was like, oh, they don't know what that is. They don't know what the technology is. Chances are. And Wayne's been talking about rocket ships, so alien technology is probably not too far a leap. My only other thing was that this Idrich guy, he he's looking for a miracle. If he could use this healing um, band that Wayne's got, if there was a way that they could make somebody into a ferrochemist mm. and use that ability, such as such as hemology, that maybe maybe that's how he'll try and use that. If he if he knows there's a band that's got some identity issues, he yeah. might that might be the miracle he's looking for. So I thought a bit of foreshadowing there. I was like, oh, maybe that's not a good thing for Wayne. I don't know. It's usually about this time in the book that I think I predict someone's not going to make it. I don't think Wayne's not going to make it, but I think he's probably in for some difficult times, uh, given that he's got what this guy wants. Um, He can't use it now, but if he were to gain the power that Wayne has, that could be a problem. Yeah, that'd be like the unexpected turnaround, right? Because you've just given Wayne a thing that has tons of health in it, so you're like, oh, he's set. And then it's like, oh, no, like that that, that would be the, the, the bait and switch on you. Well, that's it. He's set. But he's not the only one who can use it. If it was something mm-hmm. that was tailored to him, then that's that's one thing. Like you would, I don't know, gifted a whole ton of health or something. But yeah, at the moment, this guy is suspicious about this guy, this Idrich. And now that we've got a perspective from him too, I'm like, mm, you'll probably come back. But yeah, he definitely needs some healing. But that's that's it from me today. You 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 made me think. I wonder if Wayne could like take in the health from that metal mine and then store it in one of his own so nobody else could, like, steal it. Mm, that would be good if he could do it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what's we don't know. Is there, like, a rule on how many metal mines you can use at one time? Not that we've heard anything about. I mean, we know that Sayist had, you know, like, a bunch of rings of various kinds, but they were, like, all different. So I don't know if, like, you can't have yeah. several of the same. Although mm. Sayist also had, like, a couple of earrings that he was like, cause he was like, he pulled when Vin's like, Hey, give me one of your metal mines so I can try it out. He pulls off an earring. It's like, I've here, I've stored some strength in this. So maybe he has, you know, several little ones that he's just doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, he yeah. did have duplicate, like he did have different metal mines for his knowledge, but That's I think true. they all store different things. Yeah. Like it was different bits of knowledge. It wasn't like duplication yeah. of the same. Yeah. Well, and I guess he put them all on right when he took the power. So I guess you can use multiple because they fill up. So, yeah, he couldn't store all the knowledge mm. in like one set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. My predictions, we we touched a little bit on a lot of these things. I agree with a lot of what Dak and Jamie had said. I don't think this ship is from Skadrial. I think it's an airship uh, just based on the description. It would make logical sense to me that it's an airship. 
not necessarily meaning it's only limited to being on this planet. It could, like Dak mentioned, ride a perpendicularity. But uh, yeah, I think it. I think it has the power of flight. So it's like there's the high wind. Got it. Yeah, I mean, just because they can't see any direct method of propulsion, that just is what makes me think that it is. And it's probably it probably runs on some kind of magic. You know, of course, the only other society we've read about in the Cosmere and that has magic uh, that could do something like this uh, is is uh, uh, what is that book called? Elantris. Yeah, Elantris. So it could be like Elantrians. We know we know that possibly some Elantrian refugees were on Skadrill at some point. They weren't in this. They weren't in the regular realm. They were in the cognitive realm. Mm. But uh, but you know it's it's definitely a possibility. So I I think it's it's highly likely. But I like I like Dax train of thinking that it's um, with it being tied to Trell that that also makes a lot of sense. So I'm definitely interested to find out more. But uh, I think it's a it is a strong possibility that it is in relation to Trell in some way. They've got these etchings. So the cube obviously came from the ship or. Uh, because Eric says something about that. So obviously these are people who know about investiture in some way because they're able to, you're basically able to put this investiture into other objects, which I feel like is kind of what they did on Elantris. They used runes to put investitures inside things, but I don't know. So the etchings, you know, when they say etchings, that kind of makes sense to me that it could be tied to that. So that's kind of my overall theory on where they are. I think uh, I'm with Dak. I don't think Telson. I think Telson's going to be secret bad guy, and so I don't think it's going to work out for them. And that's also why I think this isn't probably their last stop. They probably have a couple more places they have to go before the end of the book. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. So okay, I'm looking back through all the stuff that we've read to see what if it was another planet. What have we read that it could? So yeah, Lantris, I guess is the main one, and so. You think maybe like these these strange symbols that we've never seen on Skatria, like maybe those are related to Aeons or something in some way. Yeah. So, yeah, that could make sense. Um, I guess the other thing that we've read is Sixth of Dusk. So maybe maybe they found a bird that makes no, ships that fly. Sounds, that sounds less likely <laughs> between the two, I'd have to say. Yep. Yep. Agreed. I want to see the bird that makes a ship fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, yeah, I like I like uh, all of you have the idea, you know, maybe it's from from some other planet. And I like that Joe took that a step further and be like, I think Elantris is the only one we know about so far that it would make sense. And there has been a lot of focus on these these weird symbols that nobody knows. And the, the magic on cell was all about symbols or uh, sometimes you had you drew them with your magic finger. Sometimes you carved them into your bones somehow and sacrificed blood sacrifices yeah but, uh, so that was that was pretty uh that's pretty effed up but yeah they did do that that was the thing uh, okay interesting interesting thoughts um we have two new reviews that joe will need to uh hand out some stuff for so oh, okay hold on hold on reviews when we do reviews that's just uh misting right yeah all right yep, perfect yep. so the title of the first one is Great Podcast, and then the uh, this one is from SCM28 on Apple Podcasts. The content of the review simply says, fuck spook. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Although okay. I guess technically it says F asterisk 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 spook. Uh, we know what he's saying. <laughs> we're, we're, we, we know what this person is saying. Wow, that's a great review. 
It's fantastic. It has every <laughs> it has everything I love in a review. Um, they, they knew the audience they were playing yeah. to with this one. Yeah, exactly. So for this, uh, what's my favorite misting? I don't even know. Actually, I think my favorite misting right now is Bendeloy, is uh, the Speed Bubble. That's pretty cool. You know, you know what? I'm into coin shots more. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with coin shot. That's classic. That is classic. That was that was like Kelsier specialization was the yeah the pushing shoot. and the pulling. Yeah, man. Okay. Thank you, SCM twenty eight. The uh, the next one is from Moist Dolphin, <laughs> and it says the the title okay. of this one is yeah the title of this one is what a riot and then in parentheses er so what a rioter. Uh, oh, I get it. <laughs> content uh, is great discussions and appreciate the different perspectives y'all are great and i look forward to many more episodes exploring the cosmere yeah that was very punny i'm gonna throw you a curveball though since you mentioned rioters you're a soother <laughs> oh nice what that twist, what a twist. <laughs> so thank you guys uh and uh if you would like to leave us a five-star review on apple podcast joe will jump you into the misting crew like I our sure two will. New inductees in this episode. We really appreciate it. We have several emails, but I'm probably going to read just a couple of them because some of them deal with kind of future chapters and stuff. So the first it's interesting one, to me that people have started writing in like preemptively. Yeah, I guess yeah. they don't know exactly when we're going to read their email. Right. Yeah. So they want to get it in. That's that Steris level preparedness for you. Yep. The, the first one is from Andrew. It says, hey, guys, Andrew from New Zealand here. Currently hey. enjoying your podcast alongside my reread of all the Mistborn books in preparation for the Lost Metal coming out. I'm currently only a little into Well of Ascension, so you've probably answered this in later shows. Do you plan on reading Lost Metal straight after Bands of Morning? It'd be awesome to listen to as we all read for the first time. Love the show. I read the first trilogy about eight years ago, so in some ways I feel like I'm reading it for the first time too. Thanks from Andrew. Thanks, man. We have addressed that before, but basically the answer is we don't know yet. We'll see. After yeah, data I, data has to read it first. Yeah, he's got to vet it. Exactly. So we'll find out uh, sometime after the lost metal comes out. I'm gonna record my reactions as I read it for the first time, and those will be uploaded individually by chapters for uh, the Patreon uh, for a Patreon special. Although I just discovered that, uh, which I should have been paying more attention to, Brandon does have a book coming out before that book comes out in November. There is a new book, uh, the the sixth book in the Alcatraz series will be coming out September 20th, 22nd, something like that. So I guess that will probably be the first book that I do for the Patreon like that. Cool. Nice. Also, a fucking course, Brandon, has two books coming out in one year. <laughs> yeah. And technically, you know, I mean, in not the span mention. of a year, another one coming out because there's yeah. ones that are coming out next year for the, for the, the secret yeah, or new ones coming out next year uh and i think he's, he's re released a couple of short stories at least this year if not a novel already let me take a look here uh the white sand omnibus that doesn't quite count um lost metal is coming out oh he released an audio exclusive like i don't know if that's a novel or a novella in the uh, the legion series so I haven't read anything yet that's audio exclusive because I can't do audiobooks very well. So I'm still waiting on a couple of the things that he's released that came out as strictly audio to be released in like a format that I can read. And that, that is one of them. It's called yeah. uh, Stephen Leeds Death and Faxes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be like a pun on death and taxes, but it's yeah. death and faxes. Right. 
Interesting. So, yeah, thank you, Andrew. The other email I'm going to read is from Nelson Mandela on the Discord. It's specifically Nelson Mandela from Discord. Uh, (laughs) Hello, Sander Lanch crew. This email goes out to the international couple on the podcast. Being the only Australians I parasocially know, thank you to your country. Other than being great in many other ways, sure, you all have made incredible, dang incredible shepherd dogs. This is prompted because a little lady Aussie puppy was just adopted and I'm absolutely in the phase of trying to find every excuse to share news and pictures of. So thank you for being from your homeland so that I would have an excuse to share these photos. So I was going to say, there better be photos attached to this. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. <laughs> pop them into the other uh, into the chat so you guys can see the photos of this very cute puppy. Uh, where is attached file? Also, you're absolutely That's welcome. Cool. We had every choice of where we were from. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we can. Yeah. There you go. <gasps> oh my goodness. It's pretty precious. What a pretty dog. Not as uh, not as cute as my corgi, but still very cute. I love very this puppy's striking coat. Yeah. Color. Yeah, beautiful. Aw. Yeah. Cute. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Everyone, all listeners, feel free to share pictures of your puppies. Yes. Sorry, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, get on Dana now. <laughs> no, no, ca- no cats, please. Well, check cats. I was just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> Dana, this is where you send the photos to the chat. Did that. That is little left hand milk stout nitromus, in quotes, nitro, cold brew coffee. And she's my first puppy ever. Wow. Oh, that's wow. a name. That is a uh, that's quite a yeah wow that is quite a thing. Do do you have an like an abbreviation for that or like I, an acronym? I assume that the the nitro in quotes is probably the short version. Oh okay. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Here's just a little joy in return for all the joy the podcast gives us. You all make a positive impact on real people. Thank you for putting all this together and taking it as sincerely as you do. Appreciate you each. Also, hi Joe. Hope you enjoyed the pics Hello. and you're part of that appreciatedness too. Texas just didn't lead me to having little nitro. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's fine, you know. Me and Data live in Texas. I have a, but I have a Welsh corgi, so you know, Wales. It's a completely different place. <laughs> Joe's like Wales. You're the best. Yeah, Wales. Shout out to all my Welsh people, Captain Zeta Jones. I know you're listening. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Mm, she is fine. <laughs> Of all the celebrities who could be listening, that's... Uh, She's the only Welsh one that I could think of off the top of my head. Good point. Yeah, I can't think of that Christian many Welsh. Bale. Is Christian Bale's really? Welsh? I didn't know that. Christian Bale is Welsh. Did not know that. I'm going to Google his, Welsh celebrities his, uh, just because I'm curious. His accent doesn't sound Welsh. Was he raised in the UK, in like uh, England? I don't know. For some reason, I thought he was Australian. Now I have to... Christian Bale. i got to check this like, out right now. Uh, English actor known for his versatility. Born in... Haver Haverford West, West United Kingdom. Haverford so I West. guess yeah, just look that up and see where what where That's, that is. I guess it's you know, in it Pembrokeshire. Like, it's quite a, quite a few Game of Thrones actors. Bale has remarked, "I'm I was born in Wales, but I'm not Welsh. I'm English." There you go. Sorry, dude. He doesn't claim it. Oh, because they left Wales when he was two years old. It says. Yeah, uh, fair so enough. Yep. He, yeah, he has no connection there. Yeah, because I was about to say, he sounds like he's from northern England, like his accent. 
I, I guess I'm not even I'm not even thinking I'm thinking of like him with his American accent in most of the movies you see. And I just right. knew that that wasn't his original accent. I can't even picture his actual accent, which is probably why I was like, yeah, he's from Australia or something. Yeah, his accent's kind of like he's like, uh, I might, you know, no, it's not that bad. I don't know. Yeah, I can't do it. I think I, I could be wrong. I think it's a Brummy accent is it's whatever he uses in Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, and I totally watched that. I just can't I, I can't picture uh, his, his uh, voice in that movie. Mm. Not a bad movie. That was a good movie. That was a good movie, yeah. <laughs> so they lived in Portugal and Oxfordshire and settled in, how do you say that? Bernie Mouth? Bernie Didn't he use his regular accent in Thor? Wasn't that his normal accent? Oh. I kind of forgotten he was in Thor. Probably. Anyway, this is... We're reading very far off. Uh, Wait, Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins what? Apparently it says he's on a list of Welsh actors and actresses. Oh, maybe he was born in Wales as well. Interesting. Raoul Dahl is apparently Welsh. Raoul Dahl? Yeah. yeah, I found a list of like 10 most famous Welsh people and I hadn't heard of nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Anthony Hopkins was born in Wales. It says cool. in, um, in Margam, Port Talbot, West Glamorgan, Wales. <laughs> Wow, that's quite a name. Jeez, yeah, okay. Anyway, thank you. Uh, I think the other two emails we have are going to be saved for later. So thank you for the emails, guys, puppy pictures and all. If anyone would like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Patreon and Twitter and Facebook and all manner of places. Even in Wales, uh, you can find us on the internet. It's fine. Yep. Data, do you want to talk about our trip or no? Oh, yeah. So Joe and I have finalized plans. We are going to be making it to... Wait, 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 wait. We got to be more special about this. We're like, we're going to be like, hey, we got a big announcement for everybody. Don't just throw that out there. Yeah. Well, we talked about it on the show before. It was like, yeah, this might happen. I mean, we kind of suggested it, but let's like make it official. Let's drum it up. Let's get some momentum. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, uh, hey, Data. Uh, we got a we got a special announcement, right? What? Are, it's something between just me and you. Yep. Big, exciting, special news. That wasn't that wasn't that enthusiastic. No, it really wasn't. Just, just <laughs> do it. Just, just tell him. Drums, um, chunks, fog, dry ice. Let's go. <laughs> yes. So Joe and I have uh, have bought our tickets. We're all ready to go to the dragon steel mini con in november in salt lake city i know several people on the discord were talking about how they were also getting tickets so i know a few at least a few listeners will be there but uh, we will see you in november if you are attending brandon's second ever dragon steel convention for all things sanderson i'm 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 very excited for the uh the book release party that happens on the tuesday night for the lost metal coming out I'm going to have to bring something to, you know, record my thoughts with because I'm not going to be able to resist getting into it right away. And I promised that I would record after each chapter uh, when the first time I read the book. So I'm going to have to make sure that I have these things accessible. But Joe is coming. We're going to try to make sure he doesn't yeah. accidentally get spoiled on anything. Yeah. Eh, you know, it's fine. I'll just wear a blindfold while I walk. <laughs> just the whole time. Game offs. <laughs> yep. No, I, I'm excited to go, um, and and I, you know, I don't want to speak for data, but I am I'm more than happy to meet any listeners uh, of the podcast, and maybe even uh, hang out if uh, if time allows. So uh, yeah. yeah, we'll be there. 
You guys can complain to Joe about his about him not loving yeah. Spook enough in person. Sure, sure. Uh, Just don't spoil anything <laughs> to my face. That would be pretty messed up. Don't do that. Yep. Uh, we should we should definitely be done with this book. Uh, before that, I would think. Well, you never know what might happen, so maybe not. We'll see. I don't want to. I don't want to speak and then be disproven immediately. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. So yeah. yeah. One thing we're good at at the moment is having unforeseen things pop up. Yep. Yeah. We're good at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so we can. Uh, we, we'll we'll have to start talking to people. See if maybe we want to. You know, meet up with some people or. Uh, yeah, Joe, Data's Joe in charge of idea. Discord, so yeah. I assume that's like where you guys would talk about meeting up, and I obviously am not allowed on that for obvious reasons. So. Yep. Joe had an idea about handing out some sort of merch if you knew the secret phrase that pays or something, but I don't know that we're close enough <laughs> Did to I actually. Use the term no, you didn't. That I did that. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase that pays. We're shock jocks now. The phrase yeah, that pays, exactly. folks. I don't know that we're close enough uh, to actually having merch that uh, that we could uh, make it by. Like, well, that's like two months away at this point or something. So uh, I don't know yeah, about that. I, I was thinking about like printing up some uh, some like podcast business card type things that uh, could randomly hand out or leave places around there. I don't know how uh, useful that would even be. But that had been my idea before Joe's idea today. So now I'm like, well, I got to think of he's, he's upping yeah. the game on me. I got to think of something better. Well, we're brewing. We're brewing ideas. We'll have something. Yep. So anyway, that is the plan. We will be going. We'll be enjoying everything. I I really haven't looked. I was disappointed last year. I just couldn't go to the first one. And so I didn't look into what actually happened that much because I, I didn't want to be like, oh, look at what I missed. So and I'll be interested to see what all uh, is on the schedule for this thing. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for the emails and the reviews. You guys are awesome. We appreciate it. For next time, we're reading two more chapters. So chapters 19 and 20, if you are following along, that's two chapters. <laughs> Music by Miracle of Sound and Wasing to the Time of Next. Colo? Shovel harder cause we're on your tail London's blood